Welcome to Word of God Broadcast with Pastor Opie Swells from Multitudes Church in Laurenburg, North Carolina. Our prayer is that your heart would be like moistened soil, ready to receive the seed from God's Holy Word. Now, today's message.
I can see now why the Holy Spirit brought this message before me a week ago or some time ago. It's, it's a story you know about. We're doing that a lot, I, I'm learning. But in the first chapter of Joshua, the ninth verse, Jesus has called, I mean, I'm sorry, God has called Joshua. I wasn't wrong even if I said Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, or the Trinity. But when the Lord called Joshua, he, he commissioned him. And he had already, a couple of times before you get to the ninth verse, had already let Joshua know that there's an attitude and a, a type of a demeanor he needs to have before God carries out what he's going to carry out and Joshua's just going to get to be a part of that. So I read this ninth verse again, but this time God not only quickened me, but he also let me see something that I desperately needed to see in this hour we're living in, and it's the very first opening line of Joshua 1.9. God said after he told him those things that were going to take place, he said, have I not commanded thee? Have I not commanded thee? He's asking a question. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong. Be not afraid. Be of a good courage. And neither be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee. Whithersoever thou goest. For the third time, he started by asking him a question. By the way, Joshua, have I not commanded you? Didn't I command you to be strong? Didn't I command you? And when he did that, um, let, me, let me try to break it down for you. Didn't I tell you to pick up those clothes? Didn't I tell you to clean your room up? Didn't I tell you to clean your plate? Didn't I tell you to take out the trash? Didn't I tell you to go by and pay the light bill before you went to work? God said, have not I commanded you? Now, I want to tell you something, folks. When God told him that, that way, he didn't say, Joshua, I suggest that you are strong and courageous and you're not dismayed. He didn't say, Joshua, I'm telling you all this stuff that's about to transpire and I highly recommend you not to be afraid or dismayed. I highly recommend. Can I tell you what we're going to do? If you'll cut the middle row of lights on, Derek, or whoever's closer to the switch, and this is a catch-22 for me, but I don't care. He also didn't say, uh, Joshua, if, if you feel like it, if, if, if you think it's a good idea or if you get around to it, why don't you be strong or be of a good courage and, and don't be afraid? He didn't do that. He said, didn't I command you? 
I commanded you to be strong. And I'm just going to tell you right now, there's some things God tells us in his word, and there's a little bit of, uh, of a leash, so to speak. But most of the things, including some things right about this hour we're living in, God's told you, church, and he's told me, look, you are my bride, but you are my sons and daughters bought by the blood of my son. You are a holy nation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a chosen people. And I have commanded you like I do a child in my home. I've commanded you what you need to do right now is to be strong. I command you to be strong. So see, we don't have an option right now on the demeanor we are to have or the attitude or the train of thought as a believer we are supposed to. We can't speak for other Christians, but we can conduct ourselves in a holy, reverent, God-fearing, obedient way. We are told by God, too, to be strong. Now's not the time to whine and weep about everything wrong in your life or in this world. He's got the whole world where at in his hand. We don't need to worry about that. We are commanded not to worry. We are commanded to be strong right now. You're on your way to a heaven that I can't even explain. Reggie was talking to me the other day. I love Howard Cooper to death. Man, he might be great at septic tanks, but I'm telling you what he is even better when it comes to wisdom and the Word of God. Now, what was it he said? And this thing stuck with me since Reggie shared it, but he was having some work done. Uh, and he said, you see all these trees and all this, all, all this beautiful earth with the mountains, the beach, and all. Uh, look, just look, look at the sky right now. He said, you know, it only took God six days to do all this. And look how beautiful it is. But did you know he's been working on your house for 2,000 years? If he did all this in six days, then what in the world is your mansion going to look like in glory? Hallelujah. So church, now is not the time to walk with your head down. Now is the time to know I've got to be strong. I've got to have courage that is undeniable. And I don't ever need to wake up on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, any day of the week and be dismayed because this God that created the heavens and the earth has got me in the center of his hand and he's going to see me through and I have been commanded by him to be strong. Now, Paul said in the sixth chapter of Ephesians, he said it like this. Finally, my brethren, guess what? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in his power. I don't need to be strong in my ability, how caught up I am on my bills, how much money I have, the contacts I have, or even the future, the way I think it's going to be played out. I need to be strong in the power of the Lord. That's what I need to know my horsepower 
is all about. My horsepower comes from the Lord. My zeal, my unction, everything about it comes from the Lord. And that's why he's told me, you can be strong in the Lord because he don't run out. You know, we just, we had a little debate the other day what they were putting in over there at the, at the um, little Fuji's. There's ain't but one, though. I put an S on there. They may franchise one day. But they put in all those charging stations. That's a lot of power out there. Twelve, as a matter of fact. And, and, and it's for, I, I don't know if, I was going to say something that wouldn't be true. I don't know if 12 people in Scotland County can even spell Tesla, let alone own one. There are a couple of people I know, but I, I, I'm not, that would not be correct. So I'm not going to say that. That's a lot of power over there that they just put in is my point. A lot of power where people can recharge. We were talking to somebody the other night. They said, yeah, I've got a hybrid and I can go about 30 miles off of a charge. And so why did I even bring it up? I brought it up to tell you, see, even things in this world have a limit. Powerful things have a limit. But if you are strong in the power of his might, you don't run out after 30 minutes. You don't even run out of juice after 30 years. God will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's the same yesterday, today, and he'll always be that way. That's why the Lord says, be strong in the power of the Lord and his might. Be strong, church. I don't care what Russia's doing, what Iran's doing. All the lies people are telling to launch the first rocket to have the big war, none of those things move me. Like the Apostle Paul said, I don't have a bit of problem with it. I'd go to Israel right now if I could get on a plane to get there. I, I, I know that's a hot spot, and I said a lot, oh, boy, this is a bad time. But that's the most protected place on the planet, church. So I want to tell you something. A lot of people in this room don't understand that God's done this all throughout the Bible. If you go to Haggai chapter 2, nobody ever reads that, but let me read you a scripture. Haggai 2 verse 4. But now be strong, O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Okay, Zerubbabel. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. And be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. You don't have a thing to worry about, church. You don't get anything else today. Just know this on your way out. I ain't got nothing to worry about. I'm just going to be strong until I go home. That's all you got to worry about. In fact, God told Joshua this, to be strong. He told Joshua before, and can I just say this before we do this right here? I'm going to give you a timeline in a minute. But, see, God knew what he was going to do in Joshua's life. And so a part of me, now listen how I word this, a part of me wonders if God also didn't tell him to be strong, not because the temptation or the fear of being outnumbered and being defeated and all that was there, because it was there. He's, he was made out of the same flesh you are. 
But I'm wondering if because of the mighty deeds, hallelujah, God was about to do in his life, he didn't want him to be overwhelmed because he was about to see the power of God do great and mighty things like he had never seen before. And I think God just had to, if he clears his throat, say, Joshua, have I not commanded you to be strong? Because you're about to see something. Now I'm going to show you what I was talking about. So after he gave him the be strong commandment, just look at these things. He saw Rahab welcomed the spies in Joshua 2. You know that? That was the favor of God. She could have played him. She could have said, nope. But she was smart and she saved her old family. Joshua, be strong because I'm going to do some things that are unusual in your life and in the life of other people. Then in chapters 3 through 5, the Israelites crossed the Jordan River. Who's ever seen that before? I think that would be in order and in place. And I can see God now. Joshua, you need to be strong. Be very courageous. You're about to walk right smack dab through water on dry land. Be strong. You say, I'm stopping for a second to tell a lot of you. It ain't what God's done in your life. It's what God has planned to do in your life. But you've got to get your mind and your heart and your walk and your head around it. And you got to lie. I, I got to get ready to be strong in the Lord because I've never seen what God's going to do and he's about to do it. So I've got to be strong in the Lord. Or I'll just run and say, that's too big. Oh, God, no, don't do that right now. We've been through a lot. You ain't been through nothing like what you're about to go through with. Then he conquered or he saw how God, through his leadership and the people, they would conquer Jericho and all of Ai. All kinds of walls are around people's lives in this building. Inside of those walls is a drug-dependent relative. Inside of those walls is a rebellious prodigal, son, daughter, in-law, or a very good friend. Inside of those walls is somebody that just is like a thorn in your flesh. Inside of those walls, is the healing of Almighty God and Satan like he did with Daniel for three weeks, but maybe it's been 30 years for you or three years. God's wanting to heal. God's wanting to open a door. God's wanting to use you in a great and mighty way in this last hour that we're living. Inside of these walls are all kinds of things. And God's wanting you to know, look, Walls still fall because the second time today, he's the same God as he was when the walls of Jericho fell. And you need to just get ready and get prepared because it's going to take a strong brother, a strong sister, a strong family, a strong faith, a strong person in the Lord to be able to receive what God's going to do. What did Jesus say? And I thank you, Lord, right now I do. Jesus said, you have not because you ask not or you ask amiss. He healed more than one person in the Bible 
when they came to him, not because he touched them, not because he spit or made mud. He never even come in contact with them. What did he tell them? He said, your faith, your faith has made you whole. It's because they had a strong faith. They had a strong walk. And that's what the Lord is telling you and I today. We've got to understand, if we want to see what God's going to do, if we want to see the walls fall around Scotland County, we can't be like we've always been or anybody else. We've got to be strong in the Lord, and we can't, like I was telling these young folks a while ago, we cannot lean to our own understanding nor the understanding of anybody else. We've got to lean on the Lord and watch him perfect that thing that he started in our life and in this church, by the way. He also said, you got to be strong because there's going to be a bunch of kings that's going to actually join against Israel. That's in Joshua 9. And then there was a time when he had a conversation in Joshua 10. Now, you get this. If you don't think you need to be reminded and be strong when God allows you to see the sun stand still, read about it when you get home. See, when Joshua, I think Joshua had to act on the commandment of being strong. And in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I believe every one of us do too. We've got to see if we're going to be strong or we're just going to try to just keep it right where it is. And I've said it a few times. I don't think in this Bible I've ever ran, ran across Number one, just give me a cabin in the corner of heaven. He ain't say nothing about it. I'm going to prepare a cabin for you. In my father's house are uh, many shanties. In my father's house are many little tents. In my father's house, it's just, just, just a little sleeping bag and a lean-to that we used to make in Boy Scouts. No, he said, in my father's house are many mansions. And we've got to stop it, church. We, uh, it, it ain't the world. Everybody and their brother is worked up. And I heard a great message last week. Everybody, everybody in the world is upset, and there's no glory in it, I'll say that, about all this woke, pride, it's everywhere. Don't think you can boycott it. Don't think you can't shop at it. Places you eat at, things you do, where you buy your power, everything else, they all for it. And I'm going to tell you why they are. I know it's the devil behind it, so don't think you can go off the grid and solve the problem. You can't. The grid is woke. There's a, there's a thing. I don't care if you look anything up I'm saying. I, I, I ain't bringing nothing that ain't true. And I ain't even going to waste my time on nothing that's somebody said on Facebook. You better give me a break, man. Listen. There's a thing called DEI. It's called diversity, equity, and inclusion. About every corporation now, almost every corporation has a policy, a DEI policy. Why is that important? Well, they don't want to be left out, but the love of what is the root of all evil? And a lot of these major corporations are given credits, like a scoring credit, based on how applicable or compliant, I should say, 
their corporation is to, uh, with DEI, with everything from the, the whole trans, gay, all, 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 the, all the letters, all the colors, everything. And, and believe it or not, there's billions upon billions of dollars that is awarded to people based on their DEI, and they, they've got another name for it as well, uh, their DEI score. So, this is why Fox don't care if Tucker goes, oh, you just said that in church. This is why people don't care if you buy Bud Light. This is why, this is why they don't, you, you can buy into, you know, wide world wrestling, all, all that fixed, fake stuff of this, it's, it's politics. You can, you, they use politicians and laws and politics. But folks, again, the people that run planet Earth, They've spent so many decades on this, and, and, and you are just at the climax of it right now. And this is what it looks like. All ran by Father Satan to them, and they don't even know this. But all you got to do, and you ought to have learned this if you didn't learn nothing else in the past three years, dangle money in front of people, and they will almost deny their own existence. So that's why, just because a business don't have a rainbow flag outside their business or on their web, don't mean they ain't woke and don't mean that they don't have a DEI policy or something like that in place. So, in the 11th and 12th chapter of Joshua, Northern Palestine is defeated. And all of these things in this timeline, it, it would have probably killed Joshua of a heart attack if God not had a, but not because it was, oh my goodness and all that, and it was like an emotional roller, but to see the hand of God work that mighty, in all those different areas, would have been overwhelming. That's why God said, Joshua, have I not commanded you to be strong? I'm about to take you on the ride of your life. And you know, just read it, man. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible. So let's, let's, let's circle the airport. Y'all ready now to circle the airport? For those of you visiting and those of you who don't know, that means circle the airport is what you do before you land. That means me, hurry up and finish. That's a nice way for me to say it to me. So we're going to circle the airport. So how, do you, how, how are you made stronger? So how to be strong is what we need to find out right quick, okay? And I don't know but one way to tell you, and that's through the Word. So let's look at Jude 1.20. You may want to remember these, take a picture of them, rewind this when you get home. I like using old school terms. Rewind. Will y'all still come back next week if I say rewind? All right. Okay, here we go. Rewind it when you get home. The first thing, we got about four, four things in here, four scriptures. How to be strong. You need to know how to do this. I can preach it all day long, but if you don't know how to if you don't know how to make it practical in your life, you just heard a message today and, oh, we better turn the news on and see what's going to happen. 
You know how I feel about that. Jude one twenty. but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying, this is the first thing, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. So you got to pray. Paul said, I pray in the Spirit, I pray with understanding. The second thing you've got to do, because that's building up yourself, Jude said, but Paul said in Second Colossians or Colossians 2, verse 7, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Let me explain. In order to be stronger, have a stronger root system, and to build that root system up, this is what you have to do. You know, your first thing, you have to pray in, in the Spirit. But you also have to be a person that's overflowing with thankfulness. Who are you thankful to? Well, yeah, you're thankful to people down here, but every prayer you pray ought to start with thanking God. God likes to be thanked. Did you know that? He loves it when people think enough of him. In fact, Jesus said, didn't I heal 10 of these lepers right here? Y'all know the story. One, 10%. One, turn back to thank and praise God. So the second thing you need to do to get stronger, deeper roots, build up, is to be thankful to God every day of your life. The third thing that Paul said in Thessalonians 5, 11, he said, therefore, encourage and build up one another. Build one another up just as you are already doing. So the third thing you want to make sure you do to get strong in the Lord, quit, quit smashing people, slashing people, slandering people, all this stuff. I don't care if you are 100% spot on right correct. Truth is the truth. Brothers and sisters, we need to encourage each other now more than we've ever done in our entire lives because we're about home and we don't need to be dropping the pace or throwing in the towel. Amen. So encourage one another and build each other. See, you're getting strong when you pray, when you're thankful, when you encourage people, even when you feel like giving what they used to call long uh, organ recital, everything that's wrong with you. Don't do that all the time got a prayer request you can but look spend some time being an encourager and then also in 2nd Timothy 2 11 or 2 and 1 he said there you therefore my child be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus so just like I was just talking about being uh, a very thankful person People need grace right now. I'll say something, too much grace is enabling. I know that. But there's a lot of people would come home. There's a lot of people would come back to the Lord that hadn't been in church in decades. Many prodigals, if you would just show them some grace. And let me tell you, a lot of time grace is spelled with H instead of G. What do you mean? It's spelled with humility first. Because we have to humble ourselves a lot of times in order to be gracious to other people. 
Everybody okay? We just need to check everybody's pulse right quick. I've been given from the tower. It's okay to land. And I just want to make sure everybody's okay before we touch down. All right. All the things we just looked at in Joshua's life. All those things. The battle, the water, oh my goodness, the walls falling down. God just said, you got to be strong. He told him before and not after. He didn't say, Joshua, you were strong. That's why all this happened. No, he had to... He had to condition him. He had to get him ready. Be strong. There's some things that are going to happen I'm going to do with my people. You're going to be a part of this, and you've got to be ready for it. Some of you need divine healing in your body. Say amen. Some of you have loved ones that absolutely have not given their hearts wholeheartedly to the Lord, say amen. Many of you know people that are running from God and they need to surrender to the power of the cross, say amen. They're inside this wall I'm talking about. God's desire, John 3.16 and John 3.17. God so loved the world, you know it, but I write it on every receipt. I did it yesterday on a credit card. I don't John 3.16. The world has told everybody what John 3.16 says. I write John 3.17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Quit blaming God. Quit pointing the finger at Jesus and the church of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, God loved people enough not to condemn the world but to send his his son, so the world wouldn't suffer condemnation in hell, church. So I want to tell you today, listen to me. You know people. You have things. There are all kinds of, uh, of scenarios. There's all kinds of things within the walls of Jericho, and God wants you to know. He said to Joel, and I'm just going to just say it again, in the last days I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. So I'm going to tell you, what you are representing today, I guarantee you it's flesh on somebody's bones somewhere, if not your own. I'm going to pour my spirit out. God is faithful to his word. God's going to pour his spirit out. When the spirit of God's poured out, nothing, nothing, nothing can last. Nothing wrong, nothing broken, nothing warped, nothing confused, nothing that's hurting can last. It has to be healed and it has to be held in the presence and in the power of God. And God has said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh in the last days. And God knows his people's got to get ready. You ain't seen a miracle in a long time, if ever. You haven't seen somebody that you said that would never be saved, saved in a long time. But the God I'm speaking of this morning, he's still going to save. So you've got to be strong. You've got to trust God. You've got to know God can still do it. And the people of God have got to get a mind like Joshua to get ready to receive everything that God's about to do. I want you to stand, if you will. Hallelujah. How many people just say today, Lord, I want to be strong.
I'm going to be strong. You've commanded me to be strong. You can still save that wino. You can still save that lesbian. You can still save that confused child that thinks they want to do that. You can still save that employee, that boss man, that neighbor, that husband, that wife, that grandchild, that grandparent. You can still save that lawyer, that politician, that doctor, that tire changer. You can still save them, God. You can still heal my body. You can still raise up this bedridden uh, relative of mine. You can still say, so God, I'm going to be strong in you. I'm going to trust you with all my might because you have all power in heaven and on this earth. Hallelujah. I trust you today, God. Hallelujah. I just, I just wonder if any strong-minded person would just join me praying right down here before we go today. If you're not saved, I'll help you find your way to the cross here in a second. But I'm telling the church, I'm telling people that will hear us all over the world on Tuesday by radio. Wherever you're located, you, you need to be strong and you need to trust God. Because wherever you are, God's not limited to a geographic location. If you are in Spain or Russia or Ukraine or you are in the Netherlands or China, all the, all the countries God's allowed us to get into, I'm telling you, he said, I'm pouring my spirit out on all flesh. That's you, wherever you are. So you need to be strong. The Bible says a double-minded double man is unstable in all his way. It's time for the church to quit being double-minded. It's time for us to stop being an unstable body. Jesus is not, he's not an unstable head. We've got to quit being an unstable body. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. We pray, Lord, against anything in our life. We pray against anything that would cause us to not be strong in you. God, if you have to change my daily routine, if you have to change my circle, if you have to change my satellite radio stations, if you have to change, Lord, everything about me. I want to be strong, Lord. I, I want to be in a, a spiritual mindset for you to tear down walls, for you to reach the loss, for you to perform miracle after miracle. I want to be strong for what you are doing and you are about to do. God, and would you just put it in our spirit that you've commanded us, Lord, you didn't make it optional for us to be strong. We are to be strong in the Lord. And as people are praying, and anybody, anywhere, if you're not a believer, if you're in this house, if you'll come stand right here in front of me, I will pray with you. But all over the world, there's one person. One person at all are a hundred thousand, and you 
know that if Jesus were to call his bride away, the church would be raptured. And you have not wholeheartedly nailed at that old rugged cross and let that amazing grace that we sang about earlier take you and wash you and cleanse you and forgive you. Lord Jesus wants to do that right now. That's what this whole service is about. Redeeming, redeeming, redeeming. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, oh, hallelujah, I am a sinner. I understand because I was born into a world of sin, I have violated your holy law. And I need forgiveness, Lord. I repent. I no longer have a desire to live the way I've lived up to right now. I walk away. I walk away from my way of living, my desires, and I ask you to cleanse me and forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. The Bible says, the, not a preacher, not a TV station, not a ministry, but the Holy Word of God says, if you confess your sins, that he, hallelujah, almighty God, through the power of the cross, the blood of Jesus, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you're on a radio device, if you will go to multitudeschurch.com slash saved, S-A-V-E-D. Wherever you are, we will get something to you. We don't, we don't want anything. We don't even need it. We, we don't need anything but you to know Jesus right now. And Father, I pray for people everywhere. I pray, God, that this army that I'm surrounded by right now, hallelujah, will be so strong, Lord, that inside of us every day we would feel what what you told Peter that not even the gates of hell will prevail against us because we're part of your body your church Lord we rebuke and church I want you to pray this in your your own words but I want you to pray to the extent Father forgive me for being negative doubtful and complacent. I now will walk and I will continue to be strong and strengthen myself. Before we end our broadcast today, I just want to ask you a simple question. Do you know Jesus Christ? Not do you go to church, not do you have a cross in your home, but do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, meaning that you realize you were born into a world of sin and you are a sinner 
and you violated the law of God and you stored up wrath. And for that, you feel bad and so bad that you've asked him to forgive you and you've changed your way of living to reflect following Christ. If you haven't done that, that's exactly what this entire broadcast is about. It's not about a bunch of people or a bunch of money or attending our church, but it's asking you this question, are you ready to meet the Lord face to face and give an account for your life? If you have not done that or you're not sure, we need to pray right now. And the prayer doesn't have to be a lengthy prayer or an intelligent prayer, but it has to be a prayer of faith from your heart. And you have to pray. You can pray in your own words, but you must realize during the course of your prayer that without the forgiveness of God Almighty, that there is no way you'll have peace with God now or for all eternity. So I want to pray for you. God, I pray for every person listening right now. Lord, that they would understand that it's not your will for any to perish, but for all to have everlasting life. And I'm asking you, oh God, to help my friends right now that may be praying to know that you are waiting. You stand at the door. You said in Revelation 3, you stand at the door and knock. You're waiting on us, Lord. And help them to know, Lord, when they call on you, that they can be saved and they will be saved when they pray from their heart and they make up their mind that they're going to follow you. Friend, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, you are now a child of the Most High God. Not only do you have an advocate, not only do you have a friend right now that sticks closer than a brother, but you've got the hope of heaven one day. And for that, I am so glad. If you prayed that prayer today, why don't you just take just a moment, if you don't mind, and uh, reach out to us at multitudeschurch.com forward slash uh, saved, S-A-V-E-D. Or you can send us a text that just says saved to 910-400-1199. That's the word saved to 910-411199. Listen, we'd like to help you out on your journey. And there's no strings attached. We just want you to know we're trying to finish our course and fulfill the Great Commission, and you're part of that. So let us pray for you. And if you have any kind of prayer requests, why don't you uh, share that with us? Uh, we will not reach back out to you and ask you for anything, uh, but you're welcome to email us and let us know what your prayer need is right now. And that's just a simple email uh, to prayer at multitudeschurch.com. Thank you again for being a part of our broadcast, and we look forward to seeing you in heaven one day for all eternity. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church or to watch entire services, please visit us online at multitudeschurch.com. You can also find us on most social media platforms.